0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the April 2000 CTSS quiz, 10 terrific cases, uh, very interesting ones, and let's see how you do. This case is a 40-year-old where I ask, what's the best diagnosis? When you look carefully at the case, I know we're limited to two images. What you see is the left ventricular wall is thick, and that is the classic finding we talk about in cardiomyopathy. Uh, The perfusion looks okay, though, again, it's early phase. Uh, When you want to look for decreased perfusion, you want to get delayed phase imaging. And the best diagnosis will be hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, a very nice example of that case. This is an interesting patient, 50 years old, and what's the key finding? When you look, you see a massively dilated esophagus. And we can see dilated esophagus with reflux, and Chagas disease is one of the things that's reported, and carcinoma of the esophagus can cause obstruction. But you see in this case, the esophagus is dilated, and there's a lot of food matter. Again, the other possibilities we still would consider, but there's no mass at the GE junction, and the esophageal wall is thin, and that's a very, very nice appearance for achalasia. Very nice example of that. I put this case in because it's something we're seeing more commonly. The stomach's well distended, there's water in the stomach, and you see a gastric mass. The mass is not really enhancing in this case. Sometimes it does enhance. Well, it's not a lipoma, it's not fat. Duplication cysts would be in the wall, extrinsic and water density and neuroendocrine tumors would be very vascular. This is a classic, gist tumor. Again, more and more incidental. They can ulcerate. Often they're exophytic, but they can be intraluminal, as was the case in this scenario. Now, this is a great case. I asked you what's the most likely primary. Well, the, what findings are there that help you? If you look at the pancreas, There are multiple vascular lesions in the pancreas. You can think of neuroendocrine tumor, but vascular pancreatic lesions, we also think about metastasis. There's also vascular splenic lesions. And then lo and behold, you look and the kidney's not there. So, melanoma can give you splenic and pancreas, and lymphoma can involve the spleen and pancreas, and lung cancer at times can also. But the classic thing for hypervascular metastasis is renal cell carcinoma, same thing to the spleen, and when you're missing a kidney, it's a diagnosis without question. This is an interesting case, and we've seen a number of these. It's so important to get really good delayed phase imaging. Patient Uh, You can see excretion of of contrast by the kidneys bilaterally, but look at the left ureter. There's a defect, there's a filling defect in the left ureter. And what's important is with these early defects, you don't see obstruction, so there's no hydronephrosis. So it's not a renal cell, obviously. TB can give you a stricture. This is more of a soft tissue mass. And when you see a stricture with TB, it's often multiple. But even if it's single, there's obstruction proximal to the stricture, often with early transitional cells, as in this case, you do not see a stricture. Just a wonderful case. This patient presents with abdominal pain and what's the best diagnosis when you look at the image on your left you see the classic CT appearance of an intussusception and the image on your right you see the intussusception extends all the way into the transverse colon that's the answer could it be a sequel cancer that can intussuscept this is not colitis and it's not ischemic bowel though a intussusception can give you ischemia When you look at the transverse colon, the mass you see is fatty density. This is a beautiful example of a tumor, which is lipoma, causing intussusception. And what's interesting is this originated in the cecum. So often the intussusceptions can come a long way. They can even come from the distal ileum, but just a beautiful example. This is a simple case, but I liked it, so I chose it. Beautiful example, not a whole lot of discussion. Look at the left renal artery. It's not FMD, and it's not renal artery stenosis. It's a classic renal artery aneurysm. Above a centimeter, surely above two centimeters, something typically is done. We are seeing more renal artery aneurysms, as in this case, in younger patients, as incidental findings. So it's always important to look at the renal arteries carefully. Sometimes you'll overlook things on the axial images, not in this case, but the 3D makes it such a very nice appearance. This is a great case, and I'm showing you the arch and branch vessels off the arch. Nice example of the left vertebral arising directly off the aorta. But what's important to look at here is the stenosis of the proximal left subclavian artery. And I asked for the best diagnosis. One could argue atherosclerotic disease, but I don't see any other atherosclerotic disease present. It's really a narrowing with almost looks like a small dissection there. Elos danlos doesn't cause so much narrowing as it does dilatation. And Marfan's typically does not involve the arch and the either. This is a classic example of large vessel disease and Takayashu's aortitis, and the left subclavian is probably the most common vessel involved. I give you this case, and what's important is the least likely diagnosis. There's a mass in the mesentery. It's calcified, this desmoplastic reaction. My first thought is carcinoid tumor. My second thought would be something like, retractile mesenteritis, which can often simulate carcinoid tumor. In this case, you see occlusion of the portal vein, you see involvement of the SMA. Could it be treated lymphoma? Mesenteric masses with calcification can be treated lymphoma, though usually you don't see the desmoplastic reaction this extensive to involve the vessels. Neurofibromatosis are masses which displace. The least likely thing is lymphoma this is not going to be lymphoma. The mass itself, if you were irradiated, it could be theoretically, but that desmoplastic reaction is just not going to be lymphoma. So that's my least likely diagnosis. Perhaps a better least likely diagnosis might be neurofibromatosis. Maybe they're equal. So I'll give you C or D would be a good answer. What about this case? You look, there's a lucency between the duodenum and the head of the pancreas. And the head of the pancreas looks large, and even the common ducts are big, big. So at first glance, you say pancreatic cancer. But that lucency kind of is funny, and in fact, I didn't give you pancreatic cancer as a possibility. So it could be acute pancreatitis, and you'd be right in part. It's not an annular pancreas. It's not lymphoma. Lymphoma can be infiltrating. It's usually mass-like. What we're just seeing here is the space between pancreas what you expect the pancreas to be, and the duodenum has a low density. And this is edema, and this is classic groove pancreatitis. It's not like groovy, as in the music from the 60s, but it's groove pancreatitis. It's kind of a unique type of pancreatitis. And one of the critical things is it's often confused with tumors. So those are 10 terrific cases from cardiac to GI, and everything in between. I hope you enjoyed the cases. Hope you got them all right. But more importantly, I hope you learned something from it. And with that, have a great day.